turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show. One of the areas where I'll source data in the morning is Barron's, B-A-R-R-O-N-S dot com. It is a sister publication, the Wall Street Journal. If you were to do anything, if you have a kid who has just an inkling of interest in finances, if you have a young married couple in your family that has just an inkling of buying a house or having kids in a retirement fund, Barron's is a great subscription. If you think they're going to read it, I prefer the paper version. <clears throat> it's a lot more tactile. But the digital version has some pluses too. For instance, I'm looking at a story right now on Barron's. Inflation was way worse than expected. The Fed has its work cut out. So consumer prices came in this morning up 9.1%. That's the fastest inflation more than four decades. That's 40 years. That's, you know, when I talk about you invest from age 20 to 60, that's 40 years. That's once in a lifetime it's been this high. Once in an investment lifetime. And that's okay. I know a lot of people are going to freak out by these numbers, but we knew they were coming. It's dad said he was, you know, you stole something from the, the store and mom called dad and dad said, you know, get the belt ready. You're fearing him coming home and this is the inflation. It's coming home. I'm not saying we got what we deserved because I'm not in that camp, but uh, between COVID, factories shutting down, supply chain disruptions, um, labor costs going up because people get sick, safety has to be adhered to. We've seen slaughterhouses get hit with COVID. We've seen semiconductor equipment companies get hit with COVID issues. Those disruptions have led to supply chain disruptions. On top of it, sending people into mines to go get copper. Fewer people want to go in right now. Cost rose across the board with all major components of the consumer price index higher. Gasoline, shelter, and food contributed the most. Gasoline index was up 11.2%. Food rose 1%. I think, again, we've all seen it, right? Have you been to a grocery store? Have you looked at what you used to think filet cost or what flank steak cost or hamburger? And you're a little bit shocked at what a gallon of milk. Unless the oil comes all the way back down to 60. I don't see that happening anytime soon. The inflation numbers are going to linger. And with mortgage rates now shooting up, it'll be interesting to see if it if it slows real estate price appreciation because there's so little supply. If it stops real estate appreciation. I did an effort of torture yesterday. I was looking at some of my real estate prices and I just track them on Zillow just to keep an idea on what speculation is saying they're worth because that's all it is. You never know what your house is worth until you actually get a buyer. And uh my number's looking down. What people are paying for square footage in similar areas, they're down. And sometimes the tune of 3 4% on a monthly basis, that's pretty aggressive for me. 
one of the things I like about Barron's, if you're going to give it as a gift and the Wall Street Journal, I think it's makes for, I think Barron's is the, the smarter of the two because it's kind of a long weekend read kind of thing. <clears throat> and there's going to be, it's not going to be stock tips. There's stock tips in it, but that's not what I want you to use it for. I just want you to see the world of investing in finances and money and all the experts that they bring to the table. On the digital version, you get to read the comments. And in the CPI one, it's pretty interesting to read the comments today. Uh, so there's a story on the consumer price index up way worse than expected. The Fed's going to have to raise interest rates 75 basis points this month. That's basically a given at this point in time. So now we're starting to look, when's the next CPI reading? When's the next CPI reading? When's the next Fed meeting after this one? We're looking for this fever to break if it's an inflation fever. It hasn't broken yet. It will, but it hasn't broken yet. But anyway, back to the, what I'm saying is, if you go to Barron's and you go to this article, you go to the story, some of the comments, um, I buy gas and groceries with a single credit card. My monthly balance has increased 150% versus two years ago. I don't commute to work. In fact, uh, use the car less. Most of my inflation is food inflation. Okay. So you kind of get the idea of what the real man says. And then you see the gas price drop in the last week in June has not been fully factored in. July will be m- muted, much lower inflation. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you could kind of see how this is playing out. It is hitting real people in real ways. Um, one comment said, I've seen gas prices in the mid-Atlantic areas fall 40 to 45 cents in June. The fall in other commodities, particularly copper, wheat, will take some time to affect manufactured goods that they uh, are sourced for. The 3.4% unemployment rate means there's a lot of money flowing in the economy, but it's hard to believe there isn't a shift in this index coming. So yeah, we have that unemployment rate that's real low, so people have money to spend. And Delta told us something genius this morning, tying all this inflation stories together right now. Delta said people have money and they're willing to fly. And that they don't care how much a seat is. Delta posted a quarterly profit thanks to travelers willing to pay up to fly more than making up for the higher costs. Delta said this morning that they want to improve reliability after an increase in delays and cancellations prompted it to scale back its summer schedule. To pull this off, they've only booked about 80 to 85% of the flights that they expected to so they can make sure that their staffs can cover it. Domestic corporate travel sales are up 80%, recovered from the COVID pandemic, up 25 percentage points from the first quarter of the year. So we're flying, we're moving, we're opening up even more. If the last shoe to fall was on, okay, consumers went to Disneyland, sure, sure, yeah. Consumers went to see family, but East Coast, West Coast, sure, sure. When do we have the international travelers and when do we have the business travelers? So, and what's up with Delta warning that we're going to have less capacity because we don't want as many delays as we had this quarter. Delta had an interesting statistic on their seat miles and the cost per seat mile up 22% from 2019. Its fuel expenses rose 41%. So they're getting hit by inflation and they're going to pass that on to you and me. And according to them, travelers are willing to pay up the fly. I don't like that feeling. It feels like I'm getting goosed. I don't like it. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, at Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. A straightforward approach to managing your money. The Rob Black Show. We knew this week was going to be a big week because we would get the CPI numbers today. 
consumer price inflation. What would it tell us about the consumer? What would it tell us about our costs and maybe about our wages much, much more? It wasn't a great number, to say the least. It was a little bit on the problematic side. It was larger than expected, and it grew faster than expected. That's the underlying thing that I want you to get out of this segment, maybe. Inflation grew faster than expected. Let's take a look at some of the numbers inside of it, and this covers a lot of aspects, so it's a little bit tougher to break this down quickly for you. But some of the inflation numbers that we're seeing um, are tied to trucking. Some of the inflation numbers that we're seeing are tied towards supply chain and trucking in supply chain and trucking and labor costs and labor costs. And overall, it's, there's a lot of moving pieces to it, okay? <clears throat> so inflation accelerated worse than expected. The Fed has its work cut out to, for them. They're going to raise interest rates 75 basis points. Wall Street's not like that in the short term. We're starting to talk about peak inflation. Hey, do you think we've hit peak inflation? Hey, Joe, do you think we've hit peak inflation? Sam, peak inflation, peak inflation, no peak inflation. So now that we're starting to talk about it, that is going to eventually lead to, were we early talking about it? <clears throat> Are we excited when we see it? We're not seeing it yet. This was a little bit of a killjoy. It's... um. I don't know, maybe your kid's getting ready to go to Disney World and they get up a couple hours earlier. Are we, are we ready to go yet? Are we ready to go yet? Is this park open? No, not yet. So consumer prices soared at a 9.1% annual pace in June, marking the fastest inflation more than four decades. Paving the way for the Federal Reserve to do three interest rate hikes again if they're going to vow to stop out inflation because ultimately the employment report that came out this week tells them they can. We're employed. Now, there's problems with that is, are we getting employed in the jobs that we want? Are jobs going unfilled? What does it look like as far as capacity goes at restaurants and airlines? But some of the components of consumer price inflation kind of have a bad juju. Gasoline, shelter, food costs contribute the most. Shelter costs were up 5.6% annual pace. Used cars and trucks have begun to rise again. Groceries are up 12.2% over the past year. That's the largest annual increase since 1979. April of 1979 for those who were playing at home. The only major category to see a slip in inflation was things that had to do away from being home. A proxy for hotels and airlines. Airline fares suggesting travel costs are beginning to fall after rising sharply in the lead up into summer. Antidotal, a friend of mine about four months ago was excited to tell me, oh, my wife's turned in 50 and she's hot and I'm going to take her to Hawaii. Like if you looked at prices and he goes, oh, we're not going to Hawaii this year. So now that prices are coming down, maybe I'll throw a little you know, positive juju his way. But how fast will they come down and they throw a surprise party for her at her church? I'm like, that's not as good as Hawaii. So travel is down now. Um, we're starting to see a break in prices. Now, is it short term like we saw a break in car prices this spring only to see them start jacking back up? Energy, energy prices are up 41% in the last 12 months. That is not good. Now, the trucking industry has some side notes on a day like today as well. 
and a senior vice president for fleet operations for Fleet Advantage, which is a leasing and asset management company, said he sees a light at the end of the tunnel. This is good. This is good stuff. He thinks that the trucking industry will be able to ramp production capacity to uh, gradually helping to create a more competitive environment for an industry that has felt the strain of rising fuel prices. Trucking obviously hits the bottom line there hard. Historically tight labor market. Who wants to be a trucker? Mama, don't let your kids grow up to be truckers. There's probably songs about why you don't want that. I don't know, but it's an industry that does not get positive juju in the financial media. Supply chain issues are hitting trucking just as hard as they're hitting trains, just as hard as they're hitting shipping. So for the last 10 to 15 years, the trucking industry has been very, very stable. And you would see contractors say, oh, well, I guess it's another year, 2016 versus 2015. I'm going to charge 1% more this year, maybe 2% more, maybe 2% more. I got a hemorrhoid and my, my, my hemorrhoid donut is costing me more. So I'm going to charge a little bit more as I'm driving my, your trucking goods around the country. Like for 15 years, the industry hasn't had a hiccup. And this is a pretty big hiccup that we're seeing play out and play through. Play through, play through, nothing to see here. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. So one of the first things I noticed at three in the morning Sometimes I get up three, take a look at the markets, crash for another hour. Um, one of the things I noticed was that the futures went really, really negative um, late in the morning. It looked like it was going to be an okay opening. It looked like, nope, we started getting that inflation vibe. Inflation stays red hot in June. So the markets opened lower. The Dow's down 344 points, down 1.1%, sitting at 30,637. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is sitting down 39 points, down 1% at 3779. The Nasdaq's down 104 points and at 11,163. Next up for the markets is we move by today's CPI number and wait for next month's CPI number. Next will be earnings. The next three weeks will be launching into how is inflation hitting corporations? How is it hitting their demand for consumer demand? Um, are they able to keep up with labor costs? I saw Delta say that they're going to pay pilots something like 18, 14 to 18% more immediately. That's a pretty big raise with a pretty big number in a pretty fast timetable. So stocks are tumbling at the market open after the red hot inflation data. Today, we did get Delta. Delta shares are off 6% after an earnings miss uh, on expectations. I actually liked their quarter, but what they said about next quarter was they're going to be trying a little less hard to hit the ball out of the park, and they're going to try to uh, work with lower capacity at 82%. So where they are from pre-pandemic levels, they didn't get staffed up and going to pre-pandemic levels versus the demand. A lot of flight cancellations. There was a lot of havoc in the airports during the July 4th weekend. Um, the re reliability is something that's super important for airlines. If you've ever flown in an airline and how shall we say they've ruined a vacation because it took another day to get there or a hotel or a canceled flight, people are pretty, pretty angry about airline mess ups. Now, again, there's not enough of them that we could forever say, I'll never do Delta again because I would if I had to, but I'd prefer not to. 
So the airline industry is currently in contract negotiations over compensation for pilots who are in high demand. Good time to be raising your kid to be a pilot. So Microsoft Flight Simulator, probably a, a good, good, good thing to get in your kids' hands when they're teenagers if you want them to have a career track. I know you're saying you're kidding, right? A little bit, but not too much. A lot of mad, high-paying job for pilots going forward. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Find us at robblackshow.com. Robblackshow.com. So we see inflation jumping big. Hotter than expected. Faster than expected. We've hit those numbers. Let's talk about one of the ramifications, the elbow is connected to the shoulder. Shoulder is connected to the foot bone. Okay, so my person is really messed up uh, structurally on a skeletal level, right? Social security cost of living adjustment could be 10.5% in 2023. That would be about another $175 per month for an individual. That's what we're on pace for as we're halfway through the year 2022. In 2022, your parental units, if they're on Social Security, probably saw about a 5.9% jump in benefits. That was the highest in 40 years. Since then, inflation's kicked up even more. There's something called a COLA, and even though it sounds delicious and refreshing, it's just a cost of living adjustment. So last year, if you're on Social Security, you saw an increase for 2022 payments of 5.9%. This year, you could see as much as 10.5%. Again, we still have half a year to go. But I think that would be welcome for a lot of seniors. So the average monthly benefit would be now $1,668. Do a little math in your head. And it comes out to about $16,680. And add another $3,200 onto that. And you're... 19,000, roughly 19 and a half. Can you live on under $20,000 a year? That's because that's the average social security beneficiary receives. Now, again, a little bit extra payment sounds lovely, but again, that's not a lot of money. Elsewhere in headline news today, Pepsi is teasing bigger alcohol push after hard Mountain Dew launch. The hard Mountain Dew is in partnership with Boston Beer. Pepsi is is saying, hey, we've got a good brand. Boston Beer, you've got a good brand. We will license our name and our product, Hard Mountain Dew, to you. If you want to test, say, concoction with alcohol in it and a lot of caffeine in Tennessee, Florida, or Iowa. And if that those that goes well, we'll roll it out nationally. So now they're saying they're going to roll it out nationally. Now, Coca-Cola has already said that they've partnered with Jack Daniels. Now, Jack Daniels is owned by a company called Brown Foreman. Coca-Cola did this in June to distribute a ready-to-drink Jack and Coke cocktail. I'm not pushing alcohol. I'm not. It may sound like it. A, I guess I'm saying if your kids have weird soda cans in their trash, check them out, especially if they have the word hard on them. Uh, but actually what I'm trying to get at is that people 18 to 25 need to be a little bit to uh, buy th- products. And you know, last year, two years ago, was the truly hard seltzers. And those have fallen off big time. Massive growth during the pandemic as people wanted to drink 
a less light alcoholic concoction. Um, now they're getting into more complicated tastes again. So I throw that out there in large part as a um, kind of small reminder that Wall Street's product-driven. Here's an interesting one. National French Fry Day. McDonald's will be giving away free orders of large fries, no purchase necessary, all day on Wednesday, but only to customers who order through the McDonald's app and are members of the chain's 26 million plus loyalty program. I will say this. I have a friend who's a chef and he is, and he's kind of an organic kind of, you know, let's go kill a chicken in the backyard and, you know, let's kill a boar and pig roast it kind of like he's one of those guys. He is pissed off at McDonald's that they can make a large McDonald's fries and sell them for two bucks. And he can't possibly do that as a restaurateur. He doesn't understand how to get the potatoes for that price. He doesn't understand how to get that much grease for that price, how much they get that much energy for that price. It blows his mind. So McDonald's is giving away a free order of large fries. Now, again, this is pretty smart. And the story inside the story here is the Getty is their loyalty program. Loyalty programs are kind of like virtual money. They're kind of digital currencies. Um, buy nine, get one free. McDonald's says, hey, all you got to do is get online and we'll give you the currency to go get a free large fries. Wendy's is offering free fries throughout the week with specific purchases that change daily. The catch, they're only free if ordered through the app. See how everyone's trying to get you on the app? That would be kind of interesting if uh, I were a dating man as 2022, 23. Can I see your phone? And just take a look at a young lady's phone and look at her apps and say, well, you have a Burger King app? Like, you get the munchies at two in the morning. Me too. Let's get married. Uh, what do apps tell you about people, right? Burger King's Royal Perks members receiving a free order of chicken fries with any $3 purchase, while Sonic Drive-In customers who purchase through the app can only enjoy free tater tots all through the app. I didn't even know there was a Sonic Drive-In app or a Burger King app. I know, I know you're saying, oh, don't act like you, you don't know these things. But Chipotle last month announced that it was expanding its loyalty program to Canada. Loyalty programs are huge. If you don't have one, you're behind the curve. Chipotle is an interesting stock right now because in the last two years, they've done a really, really nice job of opening new stores in strategic locations that have drive throughs McDonald's, for better or for worse, whatever you think about McDonald's, they did well during the pandemic because they had drive throughs I would say that I bent some house rules, you know, when the kid would be like, uh, you want to shake or something like that. I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll sneak into the drive-thru because it was there is drive. If I had to go in, no way. But that drive-thru gives you that necessary lever to go. Sure. Why not? And technology has created better and better scenarios for corporations and more sophisticated way of tracking loyalty by utilizing real-time data to better drive long-term customer value. One of the thoughts originally when Bluetooth was being developed and deployed was, and I remember doing radio shows about this 20, 25 years ago, was you'll take your phone into the, into the mall. And it says you're walking around the mall. You'll be in front of an Abercrombie and Fitch and Abercrombie and Fitch will see that you're out there and they'll see that you're a 
a 40 year old male and they'll see that you last year bought one thing from them and they'll give you a 20% off discount right here as you walk by the store. I don't think that quite ever happened. As you walk by Orange Julius, they see that you are a regular customer and they just remind you that they're yummy and delicious because they don't have to give you a discount because they see that you're a loyal customer. Reward programs are big and they don't exactly morph the way we think they do or would expect. But uh, if you don't have one as a business, you're kind of in a bad scenario. So welcome to Free Friday. I know you're saying, is it Friday? No, Free French Friday. And there are deals out there if you get an app. Uh, markets are low and they opened low and they are going lower as the morning goes on. Not liking the inflation staying red hot in June. Consumer prices rose at a 9.1% level. Ouch. Expect the Fed to raise interest rates 75 basis points in July. I'm Rob Black. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. There's a couple ways to approach current market conditions. You can get a little bit discouraged. You can get a little bit depressed. High inflation, talk of recession. Stock market's not at all-time highs. Housing market seeing some dramatic changes. Homebuyers are canceling deals at the highest rate since the start of the pandemic. The share of sale agreements on existing homes canceled in June was just under 15% of all homes that went under contract. Homebuyers are also uh, home builders or home builders are seeing similar type of cancellations. So as interest rates have moved up, people have said, nope, can't afford that anymore. It's very interesting that in the last 25 years, I've said this probably a bazillion times. If I've said it once, I've told you a million times not to exaggerate how many times I've said this, but people can afford a payment on a home. They don't necessarily care how much the home is. They don't care about their interest rate. They don't care the size of the mortgage. They just know I can pay $4,000 a month or $2,000 a month. And as rates have moved higher, people say that's the, the lever that triggers how much they can afford and not afford. Higher mortgage rates is also causing people to no longer qualify. The cost of owning a median priced home in the second quarter required 31.5% of the average U.S. wage. That's the highest percentage since 2007 and up 24% from last year. Buyers are seeing the once red hot market turn around quickly and dramatically. Buyers remorse and cancellations, contracts increasing builders are stating buyers are nervous about a potential recession struggling to get comfortable with higher payments lennar one of the nation's largest home builders said in its most recent quarterly earnings report that its cancellation rate did increase sequentially to 11.8 percent but it's below its long-term historical average so i got an email from someone who so housing looks pretty problematic I got an email from a listener, Quentin, and said, I'm freaking out. I started investing in September. I've lost money. How am I doing? Should I keep going? <laughs> There's a lot going on in there. First and foremost, investing is not a September to August game. He's been doing it for about a year. You shouldn't have a lot of guesswork going on. You shouldn't have a lot of confusion going on. You should have a time frame of 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 years. And the shorter your time frame, the less amount of risk you want to put into it. But a lot of people have started 401ks and robo-advisors, and they've thrown down $300 or $1,000. They've seen the value of something like an Acorns helping you deposit money easily. 
person put in over $9,200 and now they're down to $8,500. And I'm not going to make fun of that. That's loss, but it's a paper loss. If you notice in your statement, probably probably says somewhere in there that you have 220 shares of something or 115 shares. And his expectation was, I thought I would turn 9,000 to 10,000 by now. And some years it does work out like that. Like last year, had you started it two years ago, you would be gleeful, but not necessarily thrilled one year ago. We are in a stock market bear market. I don't think we're in a crash. I don't think we're at the end of the world scenario. I don't think your one-year plan should just fade away if you have 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 years. Robo-advisors do what you're not doing. Robo-advisors take the emotion out of investing. Uh, I've got a relationship with Acorns. And Acorns invest in ETFs for you automatically it's a robo kind of advisor you could say that you want to put in a thousand dollars from your checking account every week you could say you want to put in three hundred dollars a month it'll do it for you it will remember when you're forgetting your wife's anniversary when you're forgetting your kids are back in school when you're panicking about a vacation when your flight is canceled it remembers to invest for you on that friday So I like the robo-advisors and I've turned a small amount of money into an okay amount of money with robo-advisors. Can I do better on my own stock picking? I think so. Do I think you could do better on your own stock picking? I'd prefer you just be a great mom, a great dad, um, a wonderful engineer, a good doctor. I, I prefer most people go with the robo-advisors to accumulate wealth and then later in life go with a CFP to manage your wealth. So after one year of your discouraged, this wasn't for you or you had unrealistic expectations. And I think it's that. It's frustrating. Um, this time last year, I was kind of like the sexy husband. I was like, look, we're at all-time highs. Oh, it's another day. Look, we're at all-time highs. Woo, 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 woo. You want that fur coat made with 1,000 dead mink? Get it. Anything for you. Woo, 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 woo. At all-time highs. For the record, I don't like fur coats. Just trying to be the evil person that I'm not. Um, but that's the difference in your mix, right? So investing is not fun. It's not sexy. It's it's ten years from now. If I were to tell you, you know, we're going to go for a run today, and at the finish line, there's going to be a uh, thousand jumping, a thousand dollars. There's going to be your drink of choice. There's going to be your best friend from elementary school. There's going to be your, your dead grandfather's going to visit you for three minutes at the finish line, but it's a 10 mile run. You're like, you can't just jump to the end. That's, that's investing. It, it, it's a process. It's painful. It stinks. It, it's good years. It's bad years. Some years you're feeling sexy. Some years you're feeling like, why am I doing this? Just keep dollar averaging, my friend. Painful times are when you make the most money because you're getting the biggest discounts. So if you're getting 100 shares last year, you're probably getting 105 shares this year every time you put in your dollar cost averaging. Dollar cost averaging is the best way for the average American to invest. Um, 
I don't know my returns on my 401k this year. I can tell you that this year I bought more shares of my $18,500 401k deposits than I did last year. Because last year I was paying a premium at full market price versus this year down 20%. Stock market is in a bear market unless your investments are geared for bear markets. You're going to lose paper money. It's only paper money. It's not real money. And if you take a paper loss, you've just made it real by panicking out after a year. You didn't give it enough time. Your default, not the markets. Warren Buffett once said, if you're not prepared to take 50% loss in your investments, you really can't be an investor. And I kind of agree with that. But I also, I kind of want to sugarcoat it because sugar is great, makes everything taste better, right? Even your mom's uh, uh, pot roast, delicious with a little sugar on it. Okay, maybe not that. Um, I do want to acknowledge the email that, yeah, it does feel you picked the wrong time one year ago. And you probably had two or three good months in 2021, and you've probably had eight or nine rough months or seven or eight months. I forget the month right now. It's August. I'm like, okay, that's no, it's not August. It's July. So it's seven. So you've had seven bad months and you had like three or four good months, but now you're freaking out because it didn't go your way. That tells me you are the problem. Should keep going? Yes. The majority of the money I've made in my 401k off the initial deposits are in the bad years. Now, after that, once you get it established and the market grows 10%, you're like, sweet. But I got the most amount of shares when things are down. I don't think you're going to lose all your hard-earned money. Maybe you don't have enough of a budget for like an emergency fund, and maybe that's something you should be thinking about. Maybe you don't have enough of a budget because you're afraid you're going to lose your job. Maybe you should not look at your robo-advisor every single day in the stock market every single day because it does turn into a horse race if you look at it like that. I try not to. I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial money, investing, and more. The big story of the day, hotter than expected CPI data. And that's basically saying higher interest rate, height concerns. Will the Fed do 50? Probably not. The Fed will probably do 75 basis points in two weeks. And that's okay. Then they're going to take a couple months off. In theory, they could do an intermediate hike, or in theory, they can wait till September and see how inflation plays out after they've just done 150 basis points in the June and July, assuming July 75 basis point increase. When you raise interest rates, it takes a little bit of time to play into the system, typically six months to a year. So we should have started about a year ago at this time, if not sooner, if we wanted to fight inflation. We thought it was going to be transitory. It wasn't. We thought that the government spending and giving stimulus money to individuals was going to be ideal. It's turning out to be less than ideal. Who's the big? This was fascinating yesterday. I was watching a little financial media and. People are pointing fingers for who's the cause of inflation. Was it the consumer that got to stay home during the pandemic and not go to work and yet get a check? Some of them making more money by not going to work than by going to work. Or was it the PPO, PPP loans given small businesses that 
bought things like Teslas, that bought things that they didn't need. Some of them are going to jail now if you watch the financial headlines. So who was it? Was it the business PPP loans or was it the consumer getting the checks for staying at home? Who's default? I don't care. Let's just deal with what we have in front of us. Global concerns about interest rate hikes right now and inflation. I'm Rob Black.